T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. thing about being a gazillionaire and being one of the most polarizing players in the history of the National Football League. There's good and there's bad. There's good because people will acknowledge you, pat you on the back, shake your hand, and tell you how much they've enjoyed watching you play. But we're also seeing the bad part of that now, as certainly the lack of clean execution from 12 as we've seen through the years that we've been spoiled by as a player his life is playing out in public and it involves his personal life now and tom brady is based on a report now from tmz we knew there was trouble in the waters but now him giselle bunchen their children family that are involved really now will play out a very public divorce Mm -hmm. And this, you know, this is going to be something that is going to dominate headlines because of who they are, certainly who he is as a football player. And now the other people in that organization and on that team indirectly are affected by this, because as I said, Chris, all the way back in the open when we talked about this, you know, Tom Brady, the human being, has finally entered the chat with Tom Brady, the football player. Because Tom Brady has been as good as any athlete, Chris. Any athlete. You've covered sports a long time. Tom Brady has been as good as any athlete at compartmentalizing personal life. Remember, he was married one time before. Had child one time before. Okay? He has been as good as anybody, though, at compartmentalizing things as a person, Mm -hmm. as a football player. Mm -hmm. For the first time, though, we're getting the significance in that part of his personal life that might be finally providing some kryptonite for Tom Brady, the football player. Yeah, I am I will say this. What Tom Brady is going through right now, and by the way, um, uh, tip of the cap to uh, our, our, uh, our pal Brian Powell, who uh, sent us this, TMZ is reporting that the divorce will be actually filed officially today uh, between him and, and Boonchen, um, right? So whatever. I, I Listen... A lot of us go through divorce. I've been divorced, you know. I mean, I parent my kids uh, very closely. Um, you know, me and my ex-wife, we work very closely together. It hadn't been easy. It's not easy, okay? Uh, it's not easy, period. I'll just leave it at that. Nobody cares. My point being is, you know, when when it when it comes to going to work and being great at what you do at the precision that you have to be at Pete it is more than natural more than normal to 
think that what is going on in your personal life, the drama, the heartache, the sadness, the frustration, the anger, the relief, whatever it is, that that has an effect on not only what you do on game day and when everybody can see it, but what it has on you during the week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in normal weeks. Listen, Tom Brady has not been good enough. We all know that. We all understand that. Some of that is he's 45. Some of that is, oh, by the way, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't run the ball. The only time they really run the ball effectively last night uh, or in this stretch was last night early in the game when, oh, by the way, they scored 10 points. And then it was completely shut down, and there was no Leonard Fournette, and there was no nothing, no answer, and their offensive line is not good enough. And then Tom Brady missed some things that he normally, I guess, would make. And as we mentioned with Kevin, there was a late sequence where I think they were down... 12, 11, I can't remember the exact score. Whatever the score was, Brady and the Buccaneers are trying to get back in the game and they score a touchdown. Donovan Smith holds and he's bitching oh, yeah, and yeah, moaning. Yeah. I mean, he's bitching and moaning at the video. I mean, there's a clear hold. I mean, uh, he, uh, Justin Houston. He was, yeah, he there's a clear Houston. hold. Yeah. I mean, but it wiped out a touchdown. Right. And then Leonard Fournette. Full start out of the backfield on fourth and goal right after that. So then they have to settle for the field goal, right? Because I think that got them to within eight. It, by going for the field goal, I, th- I think that was the scenario. 24, you know, maybe 24-16, yeah. Right. So a one-score plus right. game. And it didn't work out ultimately, okay? Nobody's sitting here saying that Tom Brady has played like Tom Brady, the Hall of Famer, the greatest quarterback of all time. But this notion that it's all on Tom Brady, number one, is unfair. Mostly on Tom Brady is unfair. Uh, Largely on Tom Brady is unfair. Tom Brady threw a football down the field into Mike Evans' hands last week, and Mike Evans dropped the ball in Carolina. Is that on Tom? No. Not only that, but Pete, you look around, that team's not good. I mean, like there are a lot of people calling for Byron Leftwich's head, okay? There are a lot of people thinking Todd Bowles is a – it's just like – sitting there on the sideline going making weird faces and you know kind of like the Eli face just a different kind of uh, you know I, I guess a different kind of face if you will facial expression like Todd Bowles didn't get stupid overnight Byron Leftwich did not get stupid overnight Tom Brady did not forget how to play quarterback overnight it's just the sum of the parts For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were missing almost their entire secondary last night. They couldn't get off the field, to your point earlier, on third down. And on a short week, okay, when you can't get off the field on third down, Baltimore was only 6 of 13. But when when you run as many plays as Baltimore did in comparison, and Tampa closed the gap a little bit late in the game. But, I mean, at one point, the disparity was but like 20-some-odd plays. To your point, though, in the second half, when Baltimore needed to get they anything, ran. especially running, they got it. Physically, right. physically, Tampa's defense looked worn down. Yes. Looked worn down especially without Shaq Barrett. Correct. And I that's mean, another, I mean, again, yeah. another big injury that you incur right. in the game. Right. And they were without, what, Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield. Winfield. Yeah. Um, 
mean, you're missing one of their other corners. You're missing um, Sean Murphy right, Bunting. You're, you're missing significant people. Mm-hmm. It's tough enough to win in this league when you have all your people. Mm-hmm. But when you're missing that many key people, and, and let's face it, you know, Baltimore for you know one of the few times here in the recent weeks didn't pee down their leg at a, at a, at, a, at, a, at a, an important time. And my guy Isaiah Likely filled in admirably for Mark Andrews. It was very dependable for Lamar Jackson when he needed him to be. And their running game is, you know, when you've got you got a combination of Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake. You know, I thought Baltimore's use of Drake as a receiver last night at a critical spot uh, came to light uh, in this game as well. So, you know, look, give Baltimore a lot of credit uh, last night. They closed out a game. I right. mean, think about the games they haven't been able to close out over the last year and a half that could have changed the fortunes of that franchise oh, yeah. significantly. Yeah. So, and and that's part of the reason why you walk away going, ah, I'm still not totally sold on Lamar Jackson as an elite had passer. Some, right? Look, I mean, he had a Twitter, great game in the second Twitter's, half last night. Twitter's response to him in the first half last night. Yeah. Uh, there were he left some plays out. Yes, there. he did. He left and, some plays out there. And he was very good in the second half last night. Awesome let, in the let second me, half. Let, let me point that out. Yep. But a lot of that was predicated off the fact that they were wearing out the Tampa Bay defense. And again, Shaq Barrett is now hurt and done for the year, presumably with the torn. But as I uh, tell you all Achilles. the time, if your top people don't dominate their people when you're playing basically ones versus twos, mm-hmm. in a lot of respect there, then to me. I'd have even greater questions about my team if my ones couldn't beat their twos as Baltimore did last night. And remember, still no Deshaun out there for them yet. Right. He's going to eventually get out on the field uh, for them. I would I would think now with next, this extra time week, right. to prepare, you're probably going to get him as part of their offensive arsenal uh, to add another weapon out there uh, for Baltimore. Losing to, Mark Edwards, though, uh, Mark, even Andrews. Though it's, uh, Mark Andrews, yep. I'm sorry. Uh, Andrews last night, even though it didn't hurt them per se last night, if that's a long-term thing, if that's a couple-of-week thing, and it might be because, you know, I, clearly, I mean, he was ruled out pretty quickly, right, with mm-hmm. the shoulder last night. Uh, you know, that might hurt them, but to your point, maybe they offset a little bit uh, of that with Deshaun. But really, this wasn't about Baltimore closing out a game or Lamar and what Baltimore's offense did in the second half to me as much as it is about the Buccaneers, right? I mean, think about this, right? And we've talked about the watered-down NFC conference as opposed to the NFC East, which is top-heavy and elite right now. The rest of the NFC is so watered down that like we should have probably seen this coming. Of course, Tampa Bay wasn't playing well. Losers of two in a row dominated in Carolina on Sunday. But you thought that they would answer the bell for more than two series last night, they did not. They didn't have it after those first two series on offense, and even though they tried at the end and whatever, again, there's lots of reasons. I thought their defense would be better last night, and it was in the first half. It's just, again, they were on the field for a lot of the first half. Lamar and the Ravens had over th- uh, was it, 30 pass attempts or whatever it was uh, in the first half. He only finished with 38 pass attempts. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that their objective was to try and move the football when Tampa was somewhat fresh through the air, try and establish that. Which almost is reverse to how you would think, but then boom, 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 boom. And that's what they did. They broke the back and the spirit of the Buccaneers who are broken themselves, period. Again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Tom Brady has played good enough. 
This is not all on Tom Brady. This is not mostly on Tom Brady. This is not exclusively on Tom Brady. This is not because Giselle Bunchen has decided to leave the happy homestead. This is none of that. Tom has not played well enough to overcome all of the other deficiencies of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is not all on Tom Brady. And just like the win last night is not all because of Lamar Jackson. You know, it's like we give the quarterbacks, of course, so much praise, so much praise, so much credit, and so little blame in many cases. I'm not asking to I'm I'm not saying blame is unfair because again, I, I crush Carson Wentz all the time. My point being is Brady's a part of this, but he's just a part of this. He's he's a slice of the entire pizza pie. How much of the Buccaneers organization should take ownership of this in the fact that how Bruce steps aside was handled uh, and in the process that in which it happened, you know, Bowles ends up being named the head coach. You could have gone with Leftwich, I guess, too. Maybe they hired the wrong guy. Maybe they should have hired Leftwich. I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know if that makes any difference. The bigger issues, though, at play here are – the offensive line that Tom Brady started with in that initial year in Tampa, when they were fantastic, it does not look anything like that now, two years later. And that, to me, therein lies the biggest problem. I don't think it's a Todd Bowles issue. I don't think it's a Byron Leftwich issue. I think it's the fact that they they have not restocked that offensive line, and even what they did – you know, they've been handed terrible luck. I mean, Ryan Jensen gets hurt in the like the first practice of training camp. So you're talking about an offensive line that looks nothing like the one Tom joined uh, when they got together in Tampa. And we talked about it yesterday, talking about the Washington football team. And the fact that you've got to be – one of the reasons why Washington's playing so good right now, their defensive line is playing good, and their offensive line, which was very erratic – has kind of solidified a little bit, starting to galvanize a little bit, like mm-hmm. that ice cube that you just put in the tray, and it's starting to get more solid and more solid uh, as each hour goes by. If you can't play in the trenches in this league, your chances of being successful are greatly reduced. And that, that to me, is the biggest issue in Tampa right now is that offensive line. And even their best guy last night, their best guy committed a stupid holding penalty. It wasn't like a a, a bad interpretation by the official. This was a legitimate hold. Right. This was a legitimate holding Not Donovan Smith's mind, though. Of course. Look, have you ever met a – No. Chris. I know. I officiate. I know. In games now. Basketball players don't foul. I know. Football players don't hold. Well, that, that's why, like, I don't go crazy when fans, you know, no offense, at stadiums or watching games on television. Oh, it's not a foul. No, no, no. It yeah, is it a is. foul. Yeah, it's yeah foul. it is. Look. It's a hold. Yeah. I mean, some <laughs> are really, really, really bad calls. We talk about them all the time. That was not a bad call. That was not a... 50-50 call, no, exactly. that was a clear Without holding call no doubt. that negated a touchdown. And they had to kick a field goal as a result. And ultimately, the... I mean, you want to... Uh, listen, 
Uh, I mean, who knows how the, the the game ultimately turns out? You know, be, beyond that, yeah, I mean, they're still chasing. Uh, I, I mean, the they game. Lo- they lost by five, and that cost them at least three, if not four yeah, points. I mean, they're, they're still chasing you know, the game right. at that point. I mean, it, but the the fact remains, it's kind of a. It's kind of a microcosm of what is happening there yeah. right now. Even when something good happens, right. s- something is done by one of their best players. Evans last week in Carolina. Brady underthrew Evans last night. Evans broke free, beat Marlon Humphrey on a play. Tom was late getting the ball out, didn't throw it far enough. So by that time, Humphrey... And another DB are back in the area. Ball goes right through Humphrey's hands, hits Evans in the chest, and and bounces to the ground. But Tom was late on the throw. So there's a physical error by Tom Brady in that situation where Mike Evans had initially beaten his defender off the line of scrimmage. Two years ago, Chris, that play was going for a touchdown for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Two years later... That play's not going for a touchdown right. for the Buccaneers. Right. Last week's play against Carolina, not going for a touchdown against the Buccaneers when Brady does make a very good a throw. throw. So, so you've got pieces there that are still physically capable mm-hmm. of playing the game. Now, can they play all 60 to 70 offensive plays the same way? No. Tom clearly can't do that. He's thrown 49 and now 43, I think, or 44 passes the last two yeah. weeks. So... They're still they're still asking Tom to to chuck the pill down the field. Oh, yeah. I don't think they run Leonard Fournette enough, to be honest with you. I think they could do that a little bit more. And, but and, if the offensive line is no good, it doesn't matter whether you give it to Leonard Fournette, Tony Dorsett, Barry Sanders, or whatever. You're not running the ball anyway. And, and let's not forget, during that Super Bowl year, right, their offense struggled in the first half of the year. Sure Brady did. was getting yep. used to his you know people, whatever. It really wasn't until the second half of the year and – as much as I hate to say this, that big old dope by Antonio Brown mm-hmm. coming aboard that kind of changed things for, for Tom Brady. And remember, they didn't have Russell Gage last night, who they thought was going to be their number three receiver. They don't have Rob Gronkowski, obviously retired. They don't have Cameron Brait, right? He's injured. Uh, again, they don't. Have, they've lost their starting center, Ryan Jensen, early in training camp. Pretty much for the whole year, they lost their starting guard in free agency to the Bengals. Uh, their starting left guard, Gutticky, who was uh, didn't play last night, has been a disaster. I, I mean, come on! Like, I mean, at some point, at some point, it it's it's like with with the Commanders, right? And this is what Ron always says, whether you like it or you don't like it. Ron sits there and says, well, you know, listen, if I had Jahan Dotson and Logan Thomas and Sam Cosme and uh, and uh, Deami Brown and, you know, Carson Wentz didn't get his finger broken and uh, Trey Turner was healthy and Chase Roulier was there, we'd be a lot more explosive on offense. So a lot of fans, media, will look at that as excuses, or are they reasons? Is there a balance between the two? Is excuses and reasons the same thing, or are they different things? The Buccaneers, right? You, again, you can say whatever you want, but they are not the same team that Tom Brady had in the playoffs last year, that Tom Brady had winning the division last year, that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with because of injury and free agent affections, period. And it's the same thing here. Like, people want to go, oh, well, Ron, 
didn't uh, you know? He he didn't he didn't bring in uh, Alex Kappa or who or or you know whatever name your free agent guard. Shaq Mason, perfect example. They didn't bring in Shaq Mason at right guard. They chose to go with Trey Turner. Well, you know who did bring in Shaq Mason from New England? One of the better right guards that nobody knew about. Tampa, right? It hasn't exactly put them, you know, over the. My my point being is. When you don't have the depth pieces or when you lose guys and then you suffer injuries, especially at critical, critical positions where you are light or medium strength, it really hurts. Meaning they've lost Jahan Dotson and it's hurt, but it's really the combination of losing Jahan Dotson, losing Logan Thomas, then losing De'Ami Brown that's really made it noticeable. When they lost Jahan Dotson, sure, it hurt, but because they had Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, they were able to cover, and De'Ami Brown that first game, they were able to cover up for it. When you lose a bunch of guys at one position or you lose critical guys at positions that maybe you're a little bit light in the pants on, that's where it comes back to haunt you. Keep in mind, and worth noting, by the way, illness for Shadiq Charles yesterday did not practice for Washington. Worth keeping an eye on for the next day or so here. Jahan Dotson did not practice as well. John Allen got a rest day for Washington yesterday. As we watch the great ones eventually deteriorate, most go out on top. Tom Brady can't. Tom Brady will never seemingly divorce the game of football. Remember, he's going to be an analyst for Fox as soon as he retires from the National Football League. So a game that has given him so much, and he has given so much to the game, it'll be his lack of divorce from that, ironically, that will cause a physical divorce from Giselle Bunchen, And certainly has to be some other things at work there. Can't be just football, but certainly is a big part of it. You hate to see it play out publicly for the kids and the family that are involved. And now we'll see what kind of a distraction that is. But also Tampa Bay falling into that abyss of other three win teams right now in the NFC. There's a bunch of them, including your Washington Commanders. They have a chance to escape from that abyss with a win on Sunday at 425 against the Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk about that. You want to chime in at 301-230-0980 on Tom Brady and what we're watching from one of the greats right now. Certainly not at his best, and neither is his team. 301-230-0980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When Tom Brady was playing in New England in that first year in Tampa, fans of those teams had a peaceful, easy feeling because they knew Tom and the Patriots those most days were going to win. They knew certainly in the second half of that season in Tampa, the Buccaneers were going to win, and they went all the way to win the Super Bowl. It's always difficult to watch our great players you know, go by the wayside. I mean, we've seen it here. I mean, Art Monk playing in two different green uniforms before his NFL career uh, was over was was tough to watch. You know, Jerry Rice playing all those years in San Francisco. Go look at his uh, career football card. That's not where it ended for Jerry Rice. You know, Tom Brady, we, we never thought we'd see him in another uniform besides New England. And, of course, we did. So, I mean, it, it, his legacy is not going to be tarnished in any way. His legacy is solid as a rock, is what it is. There's no question about that. It's just difficult to watch heroes of the game. Go out the way they did us. Look, there's one of these boards that are off here. Oh, I just happened to kick it. Uh, you know, with what goes on here in Southeast, I started getting well, a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, uh, the I, I'm not going to go there. Um, I've expressed my thoughts yes. to management enough through the years on that. Um, but yeah, I kicked this board here that's not attached to something that's okay. the way it's supposed to be. This cabinetry that yeah. sits under our feet. Um, it's tough to watch Tom Brady go out this way, though. It's tough to watch any players. It was tough to watch Jerry Rice. It was tough to watch Art Monk, uh, you know, do those things. So it's not just it's not just a Tom Brady thing. I mean, there are other players uh, that have done this. They just don't want to go away. I mean, who who would have thought Brett Favre in a Jets uniform? Brett Favre in a Vikings uniform, for God's sakes, as a Packers fan. Who would have thought? I mean, it's kind of like Harper going to the Phillies here, uh, you know, from the Nationals. I mean, Favre going to the Jets is one thing. But as a Packers fan, Favre going to the Vikings? Are you serious? I mean, that's that's just something that had to be, you know, to a Packer fan, absolutely, you know, you talk about being Rick. That's being Rick right there, my friend, watching uh, one of your players uh, in the arch rivals uniform. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, watching Alfred Morris play for the Cowboys briefly there was probably a little stunning to Washington uh, football fans because it's the arch rival. But, I mean, that, that's... That's that's the weird part of all this is is you know watching veterans at the end of their career try to linger on and and hang on. Somebody tried to bring up the Jordan example with the Wizards, but Jordan and the Wizards didn't they didn't win a championship. Brady won a championship right uh, in Tampa. So I mean, ultimately, here's the here's the other collateral damage in all this. Todd Bowles going to get fired for a second time as an NFL head coach. I mean, I told you yesterday the irony in all this. Guys like Todd Bowles. Don't get to coach Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here is an opportunity for, you know, an African American head coach to actually get a quarterback who's one of the greatest of all time to actually coach that player. But it's mm-hmm. the rest of his roster right now that is costing them success. And you wonder if there will be patience in Tampa with Todd and with Byron to remake the roster so that they can be more competitive. Because the issue right now, in my opinion, is roster. It's not necessarily Todd or Byron Leftwich. I don't know who your head coach or who your offensive coordinator would be that could make this work the way the roster is right now in Tampa. But those guys, 
mm-hmm. are likely, Chris, to be collateral damage possibly at the end of this season as a result of this too. Yeah. I, I, again, just like w- when we talk about the commanders, it ain't just one person. It's never just Ron Rivera or Scott Turner or the quarterback or whatever. Just like it isn't in Tampa, period. It's not just on Tom Brady. And uh, again, we could talk about off the field. Uh, it, is Tom Brady done? Hell no. I guarantee you, if Tom Brady, w- once now that I guess this is over and it's official and they've got nine days to prepare for their next game, I don't even, uh, I don't even remember who's up next. I guarantee you, we have not heard the la- last of Tom Brady in terms of high quality play. And. Remember, a football season is not just one week, is not just four games, is not even eight games, Pete. It's 17 games. It's a long, long road. 312-300-980. Tom Brady, as we're watching him, how tough is it to watch? So we head into the second half of the show. Coming up, we'll be getting into Heineke versus Ellinger coming up on Sunday. Next hour, we'll touch on the Caps loss to Dallas. Your predictions as well on this game coming up on Sunday. 301-230-0980. Hit us on Twitter at WrestleMania621. I'm at Pete Medhurst, And, of course, JT the Vic making the guest appearance today at JT the Vic. Let's go to line one. Robert is in Annapolis. What's up, Robert? Good morning. Well, I guess this is a victory Friday for me. Uh, congratulations, Robert. Yeah, congratulations. No, I don't take congratulations. I'm just a slob on the sofa watching the game. But uh, serendipity strikes. You know, with Andrews and Bateman being out, it prevented Greg Roman from screwing up another game by pushing his uh, passing uh, philosophy. You know, these offensive coordinators, if they just go with what they have and what works, when you can rush for 230 yards in a game, you're more often than not going to win that game. They uh, bad as they were in the first half, uh, they just, you know, you can't blame Brady. He, he, Baltimore had the ball for like 20 minutes of the, of the second half. They just, they, they averaged seven yards a carry. Don't, don't complicate things. Just go with what you got. Now, on Brady himself, I've never, I'm 70 years old now. When I was younger, certainly I had certain guys. I was a Baltimore guy, so Johnny Unitas, you talk about a sad sight. Johnny Unitas in a San Diego Chargers, yeah. if anybody can remember that. But anyhow, I had my Brooks Robinsons and Frank Robinsons and that. But in more recent years, I just root for a team. But, you know, there's certain, I always admired players that transcend the game, whether it be Bill Russell or Wayne Gretzky or Mickey Mantle. And Tom Brady is that. Uh, you know, and by the way, just as a clarification, he wasn't married to Bridget Moynihan. He's only been married uh, the one time that he is now. But, you know, that's his personal affairs and that's his personal business. I never understood the hate for the guy. He never came across to me as, you know, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just sort of comes across as a little quirky and irritating. But, you, you know, uh, I'll close with this. There's a clip on YouTube where the Baltimore players, many of the Baltimore players, line up to, to shake his hand at the end of the game. That's homage from the players that he plays against. And that shows you what the players think of him and his class for standing out there after a loss and, and interacting with them. So if you can bring that clip up, uh, you'll find that. Yeah, and, and ironically, and Robert, appreciate the call. The ironic thing about Brady is, in years past, he's a guy that when they lose... It's a quick handshake maybe with the other opposing quarterback, and then bang, he's out of there. 
he just kind of lingered around last night and, and kind of shook everybody's hands. That was a little bit of a different look from Tom Brady mm-hmm. as he exited the field. Tom's a guy that doesn't take losing very well. Listen, he didn't just wake up this morning and realize he was getting divorced from his wife, right? I mean, he lost a third straight game. He's never been this many games under uh, – what, what's the number? Um, ba, 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 ba. Um, I know. I what are you asking? Uh, he's uh, two games under five hundred for the first time in his 23-year – think about it. We – like two games under 500 around here sometimes represents like hope and optimism. Mm-hmm. This is the first freaking time Tom Brady has been two games under 500 in his career. <laughs> career. Oh, and by the way, he again, he didn't just wake up, get out of bed this morning and go, oh, hey, TMZ says I'm filing for divorce. I, he knew this was coming. Right? Think about everything that Tom Brady emotionally is going through personally. Pete, I'm telling you, I, you like you work a thousand jobs, so I don't know like you know how bad things in your life or tough deals in your life affect you. Man, I'm telling you, every day feels like a freaking war zone in my life between my kids, between just everything that's expected of me personally professionally, whatever. And I, I'm not trying to bitch to anybody. Uh, medically, all that's every day feels like an absolute nonstop, relentless war zone. And I know I shouldn't use that metaphor. I'm just trying to like paint a, 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 a not so pretty picture. Okay. I have no idea how I'm going to get to the finish line every day of my life. And, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. It has an effect on my job. It has an effect on how much I enjoy doing this show, my podcast, watching football. It has an effect. Why wouldn't we expect all of this to have some sort of impact on Tom Brady? He's not a robot. He's not a machine. He may play like one. He may have operated like one forever. He's a human being. Some of this stuff is totally Totally understand. To me, I think it, you know, like people say I'm irresponsible when I speculate about Chase Young uh, not coming back to practice and uh, all this nonsense. It's irresponsible to say, well, Tom Brady's done with no context, with no context, because it's the football context and then there's the personal life crisis context. And I'm telling you, it ain't easy, no matter how much money you have, to go through what Tom Brady is going through right now. Let's go up Route 70 to Route 66. Ron's in Brunswick. What's up, Ron? Uh, Roy. Or Roy, rather. It says Ron on my screen. Sorry, I should have known that. Roy, what's <laughs> up? What's up, Roy? Hey, guys. Hey, Roy. Good morning. Awesome show as always. Thanks, bud. Appreciate you. Talk about other players. I remember, because um, we actually moved there from Maryland to Kansas City for a while, when Montana and Marcus Allen both went uh, to Kansas City, and it was weird seeing them in those uniforms. And uh, I think it was like 93, they, they ended up going 11-5 and five right away and, and won like the, either wild card or divisional playoff round. But um, seeing, seeing Montana in a, in a Chiefs uniform was, was weird. But it was kind of like Brady, where he won immediately on, on his new team. Um, so I just remember that. But with um, with Brady and it seems like Rodgers as well. I, I think the last blankets that they're used to is really affecting them as well because neither of those two guys seem like they put in a ton of work um, in the off season or OTAs with with any of the younger 
uh, complimentary player. So it's, you know, I think that the Ravens and other teams know, like, you know, he's going to go to Mike Evans and, and probably Godwin, but, but no Gronk and even no Braid, uh, Cameron Braid for Brady to, to convert on some of that third down stuff's hurting him. And you can tell against the commanders, like Rodgers didn't trust any of his guys to make any like anticipa, uh, like an anticipation throws like he would with Adams. And you don't see Brady even doing much back shoulder stuff with any of those young guys. And I'm wondering, like, like I said, with, without those older quarterbacks having that security blanket, like Mahomes has a Kelsey or, or things like that, how much that's, um, keeping them from from chucking the ball because the last thing they want is to run up their interception numbers and have like a Matt Ryan like career because then it's definitely on them. I think sometimes they're eating the ball because they don't trust a lot of those players around them. So if they get set back and have penalties, then there's really no chance uh, for them to succeed because they don't have that guy they can just give a look to and know what they're going to do and be on the same page. I just want to see what you guys thought of that. Uh, Roy, I appreciate it. And I think it's a great perspective because think about it. Rodgers knew no matter what where Devontae Adams was going to be. And if something started to break down and Rodgers started to move a certain way, Devontae Adams would start to move a certain way. Same thing for Brady. I mean, he knew where Gronk was going to be and how dependable Gronk was going to be for him. If he thought anywhere near him, Gronk was going to catch the ball, whether it was New England or Mm -hmm. whether it was with Tampa. And we can sit there and say, well, you know, these are the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mentally, you know, they're able to handle change. Well, maybe sometimes they're not. And that trust issue is a huge, huge deal with quarterbacks, you especially veterans. And when you start to see their dependable weapons go by the wayside, then that you can tell. I mean, you're seeing it with both players right now. You're seeing it with both players. They don't trust their offensive line to block, and they don't trust the receivers that they're throwing the football to for the most part, like in the case of Brady outside of Mike Evans. But even Mike's had a couple of tough plays the last couple of weeks. So it's all bubbling up at the same time here uh, for this team. Let's real quick for the trending, let's get line three APs in Greenbelt. What's up, AP? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, AP? Hey, uh, just just to touch on the Tom Brady situation, like, I mean, you got a couple of factors here with Tom. First of all, the divorce. And like you said, no matter how much money you got, and we don't know how Giselle is behind the scenes and what went on in the household throughout his career and what have you, you know, stress is is everything, man. And, you know, I'm I'm actually about to become a father myself. And uh, I'll be... Congratulations. My son will be here. Appreciate that. And I'm getting a taste of what it's like to, you know, become a father. Mm -hmm. And... You know, with all the hormones and everything like that, mm. like it, it's real out here. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much money you got, no, no matter how much money you got, and no matter how much how talented you are, you know. And then Tom Brady, yeah, you Tom Brady, but you can't escape father time. Mm-hmm. And then when you have key injuries, like you know, or you have key departures, like with you know, what's going on with uh, Rogers, and now with Tom, with you know, with his key old lineman going out. You know, there's so many things you can do as Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers to try to put a patch or a Band-Aid on those things. And, you know, before you know it, you know, you're going to get exposed, especially when you go up against these D coordinators that have, you know, innovative minds to try to attack you. So you can do but so much, man. AP, appreciate it. And I think you're right. I mean, stress – and, again, 
We see these players as gladiators on Sunday, as heroes, as larger-than-life figures. We rarely ever take the time to think about them as human beings. We rarely go about it. I mean, look at how people attack these people in social media forums now. That was something that players never used to have to worry about ever before, nor their families. Now you've got that item that gets thrown into it as well. They know they're going to get booed in certain stadiums. They know they're going to get booed when play is poor. Fans expect great things uh, from uh, these players. They understand that part is, is part of the game. But there's so much that goes into this now. The stress of all the social media stuff that your kids and your family see and uh, you know, want to talk to dad about that, that kind of stuff. I mean, it all adds up, man. It all adds up. And we're seeing probably some of it take its toll right now on Tom Brady. Not only the human being, but the football player as well. Chris has a look at what's trending. All right, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett getting set for a London Sunday morning game. Says Russell Wilson will start, barring any setbacks in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, if you missed all of the criticism of Russell Wilson, and there is plenty of it uh, for what he told the media about what he was doing on the team's charter flight uh, during an eight-hour flight, uh, you got to check out Justin Tucker, the great potential Hall of Famer and future Hall of Fame place kicker for the Baltimore Ravens last night on the Ravens team playing. It's out there. It's everywhere. It's hilarious. You're going to love it. Let Russ cook. Let Russ do whatever he's got to do. There's so much stuff. Uh, You're going to enjoy it. Uh, Cooper Cup. He's coming back uh, from the Rams bye week, but after a couple of key injuries at SoFi Stadium uh, to other players, most notably Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson and Seahawks receiver D.K. Metcalf, he was asked about playing on natural grass versus field turf. He said, quote, it's not even close. I know there's stuff going around the league right now. There's some issues. Hands down, we should be playing on grass. Hands down, we should be on grass, and that's all I'm going to say. That's much to the liking of Bruce Allen and Mike Shanahan from back in the day. Pacers in town tonight to take on the Wizards. You can hear it right here on the Team 980-715 for the pregame coverage right here with Dave Johnson, Glenn Consor, and the rest of the crew. And that's what's trending. Putting this discussion to bed as we turn to Heineke versus Ellinger in the 11 o'clock hour. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers still have nine games to play this season. So there's still time for them to put it in gear. There's still time for Todd Bowles to rescue his job as the head coach of the Buccaneers. You know, Byron Leftwich is still likely going to be a guy that gets looks in the offseason as a potential head coach mm-hmm. somewhere around the league. But it, it you know, when your roster falls apart on you, the perception starts to become that you as a coaching staff can't make the necessary adjustments even still having a Tom Brady, a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin, a Leonard Fournette, because they still have some of their their top pieces still there offensively. But we try to stress to you, and, and, and not many people want to hear it, the value of what's happening in your trenches means everything to your football team. The good thing about this for the Buccaneers, though, they look around the rest of the NFC, and you're still two wins behind the Vikings. You know, So you've still mathematically... Uh, have a chance in your division, but you got to get it going quickly. Because if the Vikes 
get to six and one. The Buccaneers will be four games back. I think it is now in the loss column. Am I right? Were they three and five now? Yes. So you're four games back in the loss column. Chasing a wild card spot is getting much tougher because you've got this abyss of piranhas all around you right now in that wild card pool. A lot of teams to climb over. I mean, this is this is insanity what's happening in the NFC right now. And again, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers are not the only big brand that are in that that situation, Chris. 49ers, Rams, Packers, all sitting there. In and that, they host the Rams next and, Sunday and, when right, they return. They've got yeah. all that, you know, sitting around you right now. At some point, you know, the question begs is, which one of those teams, which one of those contenders, who who emerges from this burning rubble right now by the end of this regular season in your mind and and survives to get into the postseason and give themselves uh, a chance? Because I think it's a fascinating question right now with all four of those teams in particular. Yeah, I... It's... It's not the Commanders, right? I didn't say their name in there. No, They're no. not one of the big brand names. No, Bucks, true. Pack, Rams, 49ers. They're the big uh, brand names. I mean, Washington's the upstart in all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hell, if Washington gets to 4-4 four and four this weekend, Chris, they're, they're, they're starting to look like they're no, in much better shape. Uh, I, mean, if I, I mean, if I had to answer it without thinking specifically hard about the, just that quartet of teams, I got to go with the team that I picked to – Make it to the Super Bowl, right? 49ers. Mm-hmm. Now, am I very concerned? Yeah. Let me I'm ask, let me ask very you. Concerned. Okay, right. Let me I, ask I think you their offense question. is going to be better with McCaffrey, obviously, not on a day and a half let worth of Let me ask you yeah. this question. Those four teams, if I tell you, you have a chance to win one game Brady, Stafford, Garoppolo, or Aaron Rodgers. Mm hmm. You know, which guy, which team, which guy do you trust? Say week 17, week 18, we got to win one game to get that seven seed to sneak into the playoffs. I'm always going to go with Tom Brady. And I still will go with Tom Brady. Not to mention he's also got, even though his team is littered with holes, at least for now, he's still got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Because that's that's kind of where we're headed, I think. I think we're headed toward a, you're going to go into the last two weeks of the regular season with a lot of dudes still hanging around. Right. And where, well, you could, I mean, just to your point, right? If you're saying the Packers, Rams, 49ers, and what was the fourth team? Uh, Packers, Rams, 49ers. Bucks. Bucks. Out of those four teams, very good chance that at least two of them, maybe even three, are not in the playoffs. Oh, I, right? look, a bar, here's the thing. Here, Because of what they've done, they need a lot of help in front of them. Yeah. Now. Nobody saw the Giants being up there at 6-1. No, six no, no. One. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Right. But I'm saying, I mean, not not just like, whoa, which which of that four, you know, because you, you'll see that on Stephen A. Smith's show, right? When he's not, you know, uh, like you'll, you'll see that debated somewhere over the weekend. Which of those four teams, like, and it's not just, the answer is not just one. There's a good chance that two, maybe even three, I think one of those teams will certainly sneak in, get in, whether it's sneak in, get in, whatever. But you might have three of those. Think about that. If you would have drawn that up before the season, that only, let's just say it's it's one of those four teams. If you would have 
had those odds again it's uh, it's almost like if you would have had the odds of Sam Ellinger versus uh, uh, Taylor Heineke in week eight who would you know nobody would have taken those odds for the Colts and the commanders but it, it, it think about that if you would have said before the season nope only one team 49ers Rams Packers Bucks we're going to make the NFC playoffs out of seven. And again, that, me, that, that, it, it might not play stunning, that way, but let me it, give you it could. A stunning number as you wake up this morning. Eight teams in the NFC, eight of the top 13 have three wins. The Falcons are the leader in the NFC South right now at three and four heading yeah. into this weekend. If now. the Panthers beat them Sunday. What they're, happens? They're in first place tie. Yeah, exactly. You've got a three-way tie. And a head-to-head head, head tiebreakers over the Falcons right. and the Panthers. Three Think and about five. That. Think about Three that. and five would be the division yeah. leader there. But you have eight teams. Those teams are quarterbacked by Marcus Mariota, Matt Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Taylor Heineke, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. One of those teams is going to emerge. Somebody's going to have a chance in that group to be the seven seed. Hell, one of them might win the NFC South. It's possible. We'll see. 301-230-0980. Taylor Heineke's name is on that list. What does that mean coming up for this week against Sam Ellinger and the Indianapolis Colts in the 425 window Sunday afternoon? Denton Day anchors our coverage Sunday afternoon in-game right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.